Hey, so quick editor's note, uh, Regina King was the voice actress for the Boondocks, not Regina Hall. So yeah, another blunder. Anyway, enjoy the episode. All right. Hello and welcome to the Government of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and I'm joined today with uh, Jace Patrick. How you doing, Jace? Hey, man. How you doing? First off, thank you so much for telling me how to pronounce your name because it's not spelt <laughs> as it's pronounced and i was worried and uh you did listen to the episode the episodes uh you you are a listener of the show and um you know that i have a terrible habit of mispronouncing names so you came prepared my friend <laughs> uh, it's all good uh, uh you know i listened to uh, your episode with uh, michael shawalalabi how's that how you say it? no i'm kidding uh um but yeah, he has the same problem I do. Um, we're actually, interestingly, we're contemporaries. We're both from Nashville, but we've really only ever spoken like one time. And I really enjoyed listening to his his uh, session because, uh, you know, again, we're both Nashville contemporaries. But, you know, you just don't when you don't get to meet him except online or something, you don't get to hear all the fun stories, you know, about all that other kind of stuff. So I enjoyed that. And it's Schwabi, of course. I was just teasing Michael. <laughs> You know what's disappointing about that is that Michael isn't even his first name. It's something else. And I and I even say in the episode, like, why didn't you go with, like, your first name? And he's like, nah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, names just kind of end up. It's kind of, you know, just how mine is. I, I, I don't think about it. Whenever I see J-A-C-E or J-A-S-E, it, you know, J-A-S-E to me looks like, you know, Yassay or you know Jay or Jassay or something and um same sort of thing with J-A-C-E but anybody sees mine and the Scandinavians and Germans are fun because they think it's Yas which you know sounds makes me sound kind of like a uh a 90s uh, uh restaurateur or <laughs> you know electro duo or something which is uh, I always get a kick out of that so because I, I had this whole thing where I was going to be like, yes, Patrick, and it was terrible. And <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I have nah. I still have standards, okay? <laughs> All good. So um, how did you get started in this wonderful world of voiceover? Well, um, I was a musician all my life, and... Um, Basically, I while I was a musician um, in my adult life, I had an office job and uh, I'd been there for roughly 12-ish years. And I was the only person in the office aside from the owner. Um, and we had one sales guy up in, uh, up in Jersey and we brought in um, like bulk amino acids for things that like vitamin shop and that sort of thing. So it's you know, just creatine kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and we brought it over in bulk. And um, so I, I was in the office all the time and uh, the owner having his golden goose who just ran the business for him. So he didn't have to um, meaning me. Um, he would always go and do yoga and paddleboarding and just, you know, Tai Chi. He just, he lived a very charmed life. And um, so I asked him, one day I, because I wanted to look into buying a house in Nashville, excuse me. And, um, I asked for a raise. I hadn't gotten a raise in a long time and, uh, he promptly let me go. Didn't fire me. Uh, but you know, he, he said, I, I don't want to pay any more for that position that I'm paying. And, um, so I got let go about a week and a half before Christmas, <laughs> like, and like four days before my birthday. And uh, my wife, Vicky, said, well, we wanted this to happen. You know, you were miserable there. So now you're a full-time musician and we'll just, you know, we'll work on that. And I was, and I had, um, it was the first time I was a full-time pro musician since I was 18. And when I was 18, I went out on my first major label pro tour as a hired hand, a drummer for a country act. And, uh, so this was, you know, more of the same, but I was playing everything myself. So I was playing guitar, foot drum, uh, farmer foot drum. It's this cool instrument where you can play hi-hat, bass drum and snare at the same time, which if you've ever tried to cobble it together, you can only usually do two of those things. So if you ever, if your listeners want to go check out what I'm talking about, just go to my YouTube, J-A-S Patrick on YouTube 
and look for me playing a weird contraption with a guitar in my hand and playing with my drums with my feet. And so I toured all over the Southeast and Midwest and Northeast. And um, basically it would be kind of day in the life would be you drive 10 hours to Ohio from Nashville. You, You load all your gear up in the minivan, you drive 10 hours, you get to a crappy, crappy motel um because we're broke of course and you unload all your gear so you don't get ripped off so you don't leave anything in the parking lot you get a nap or eat eat some food and get a nap and then you have to load all the all back up go to the gig play for four to six hours to five to 20 to 30 people and then you drive back to the hotel unload all the gear oh you pack up all the gear from the gig go to the hotel unload the gear get up in the morning load it all back up and go to the next show or you know go home and it was just a study in misery. It, it, it ruined me for music for a long time. And I, I had spent years and years and years during that office job making albums and, you know, touring on the weekends and all these sorts of things. So making so I, I know a little bit about what I talk about when I say stuff about the industry leaving you behind or the industry changing and trying to make a living at something you love. And if you're just beating your head against the wall, it really breaks you of of liking that thing so i hated you know music i still wake up with ptsd from music like ah am i on tour no i'm not oh god thank you i'm a i'm a voice actor i'm actually able to feed my family hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah but um at any rate so it was really awful the touring stuff and so my engineer love you brad um and my wife vicky they had been kind of you know poking at me a little bit hey voiceover do this voiceover thing because i had a great studio you know i started in a way that most vo's just don't have because i had a world-class studio that i'd use to make albums on my own so i had you know the great pre's the great mics the pro tools and i already had a studio that was you know sound treated and everything and so for whatever reason i got tired of the touring and i started looking into it And I have never done this maybe before or since, except for maybe drums when I was a kid, drums and music. I absolutely threw myself into it. I watched every VO video I could find online. Bill Deweese, you know, he had at the time something like 220, 230 videos or something. I don't even know. I know it was just a ton of videos. And I watched them nearly, nearly all of them, if not all of them. I watched, I listened to podcasts by um, uh, Robert Paulson, you know, the uh, the Tiny Toons or whatever he was, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all that kind of stuff from the 80s. I listened to his podcast, listened to like Jess Harnell and um, um, Kevin Michael Richardson and and, uh, Cree Summer and and, and Tara Strong and all the names, you know, Billy West and and all all the all the celebs on his podcast. And I listened to that. But at the same time, I was I was uh, um, reading about on like Voices.com or something. I was reading all their blogs. I was listening to all their podcasts. So I was seeing I'd already knew the difference between the two worlds of celeb VO and versus a working class VO, you know, doing non-character and non-animation stuff. So I just studied for about three months and oh, the whole while, uh, don't do this at home, kids. It's not the right way to do it. But I was making all my own demos, which you shouldn't do. You should get a you know proper coach and all that sort of thing. Um, but I made, I made about 140 or 150 demos just demonstrating every damn thing I could think of that, that was VL related, you know, from IVR and, you know, corporate narration, which I didn't know non-commercial narration was what it was called at the time, but I did e-learning and I just went through and I listened to all kinds of VOs and all kinds of places from the very tippy top to whatever was on, on um, voices.com or whatever. And I, I was listening to all this and no offense to anyone, you know, not, not trying to sound like a cocky mofo or anything, but I, I listened to them and I thought, I, I can do that. I can absolutely do that. I could, well, I can definitely do that. And I'm definitely as good as him. And he's tippy toppy, you know, he's at the top of most of the pop of most. So why not? And I, I kind of just believed in myself and I just started doing it. And weirdly enough, and I, this is kind of makes me a bit of a unicorn, but I booked my first job within six days of my, my very first audition. And I never looked back. 
I was full-time from month one and I've been full-time, you know, ever since. And I, uh, the, the end of that little long story, sorry, it's a rather long story for a short question, but, uh, Vicky told me, she said, you know, to make bills, all we have to do is make 500 bucks. That's all you got to make. And we'll make, you know, we'll be, we'll be making our bills and everything will be fine. We'll be breaking even that first month. I made almost, almost 2,800 bucks. And I never looked back. I continued to just grow and go up the, go up the ladder and make more and more and more and more. And, you know, and there were all these little wonderful, um, sorry, mute the phone. I thought I had that muted. There were all these wonderful little things where it was like, oh, wow, I made in a month what I made in an office job. Oh, I made what I made in a month in two weeks from my office, you know, and then a week and then a day. And then, you know, things like that, you know, obviously you have ups and downs. Some days are better than others, <laughs> but um, I just, I, I jumped on it and I never, I never stopped. I've just been a worker ever since. I'm one of those ones that's seven days a week in the studio. And I just, um, I just grind. I just work. I'm just a working class VO. So it was a case of, either do VO or don't do anything at all, really. Yeah. I mean, for me, do you know that, okay, there's an old joke about the people on the, on the rooftop, there's a big flood and the flood's coming and essentially it all works out to, you know, God sends three different uh, things to save them. I'm not getting religious or anything, but it just, it's just an old, old joke. And so God sends like a canoe. He sends a motorboat. He sends a helicopter and, they all say, no, 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 don't worry. Save somebody else. God will save us. So they drowned and they go up to heaven and they said, why didn't you save us? And he said, I send a boat, a canoe and a, and a helicopter. What more do you want from me? And for me, I, when the helicopter finally came, it was my last chance and I knew it and I jumped at it because it was either that or, you know, rotten an office or what, you know, what have you, I, I, I don't even know. And um, so I treat it with the utmost respect and I'm always watching and always growing and always trying to better myself and, 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 you know, spread out and learn new things and continue training because for me, it is do or die. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, I have skills, but the idea of going back in that awful little office that I was in, it was basically no more than a, uh, <laughs> a closet with uh, routers and stuff in it, um, is, is just unthinkable because, you know, once you start working for yourself, it's, it's, it's tremendous. It's, it's tremendously liberating. And, and while I work too much, you know, I need to get a little more work-life balance. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really wouldn't. So yeah, it, you're not wrong. It is a little do or die if you, if you really want to go after it for sure. I mean, I don't blame you for being um, the way you are because nowadays it's more competitive than it was 10 years ago because everyone's trying to get in. Yeah. The, the word got out that it's, you know, it's easy or something. I, it, it's, it's the strangest thing ever because I've never had a job where people are like, you know, Oh, I'm a voice actor. And they immediately respond with, you know, one of a few stock answers, which is, Oh, I could do that. Or I was going to do that. Or yeah, I've been thinking about doing that. I mean, you wouldn't, if you said you were a nurse or a, an accountant, people don't go, oh, yeah, I could do that, you know, or, you know, well, what kind of accountancy have you done that I've heard of, which is another one, you know, well, what have you done that I've heard of? It's it's an interesting line of work. It really is. And and people don't really realize that it's a lot harder than than they think with a lot more upfront costs and a lot more upfront learning. And but I mean, if you think of it in any normal business, I mean, you wouldn't start a restaurant and say, well, I don't have a fry, you know, I don't, I don't have a fry cooker, but I'm going to make a burger joint. It, it, you know what I mean? It's, it just, people just seem to think you just sit in front of a mic and make noises all day. It's an odd, odd thing. And I also want to point out voiceover isn't just anime, video games, and cartoons. It is promo, narration, e-learning, all those other things that we don't talk about apparently. <laughs> Well, that, that's how I make my money is, is you know, e-learning, uh, medical narration, um, other non-broadcast narration, and of course, commercial. I don't do a lot of promo occasionally. I do very little telephony or IVR, but I still do some. Um, I do anime. I do video games. And um, yeah, so I, 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 
I have a lot of tools in the toolbox, I guess you could say. And it's, it's good because you have to have all those little tributaries coming in to, you know, make a career. That's, that's the idea anyway. I mean, you have to be like a Swiss army knife. Otherwise then, you know, you're not going to spread yourself out too much. No. And it, and it is unfortunate. You see it online. Um, you'll see people say, well, I just want to be an anime voice actor. And I mean, you can, but you won't really make a living. I mean, the, the top, again, the top of most of the pop of most that that's all they do. They, they probably do. Okay. Um, I mean, the numbers that I am aware of, I mean, unless they're getting double scale or something that I'm unaware of, um, they can't be making that much and they have to diversify and do other things. That's why a lot of times you see them start to direct and, and, and write and, and do other things like that in, in their realm. Um, because it's very different. You can't just jump from anime to commercial or vice versa. If you're a commercial voice actor, it doesn't mean you're going to be a good at anime. If you're good at anime, it doesn't mean you're going to be good at medical narration. It's, these are all unique skills. So when you say being a Swiss army knife, you need to make sure that, you know, you're sharp and, you know, for, for while we're staying in the analogy, you need a screwdriver that can actually screw things in. You can't just have a crappy screwdriver. You have to, you know, if you're going to, again, if you're going to make a living, but it's all about, what you think, you know, what is your level of success? You know, is 30 grand a year enough for you? Is that, is that all you want? Is that, you know, is that, are you happy with that? Or are you, you know, must take over the world, must make 300 grand, you know, it just, it just depends, you know, and the more, as you said, the, the, the more you try to get in, um, well, you know what, that's actually wrong at every level, whether you're a 30 grand a year or a 300 grand a year VO it's, it's always competition. You know, you always have to audition. You never stop. John DiMaggio auditions. It's just the way it goes, you know. And I also want to point out that the people you see making a living as voice actors are getting jobs left and right because casting directors know what they're capable of and they know when they hire them, they're going to get, you know, that particular performance. Cause, I mean, if you hire like a John DiMaggio, you know you're getting like six to seven characters alone because he's so versatile with with what he can do with his own, with his voice. He's basically a character actor. But if you're hiring someone who you don't know what they're what you know what they're capable of, you know they're they're not going to take that chance. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know, there is a lot of that, especially in mainstream animation, like adult animation, um, you know, the bigger the bigger name stuff. They they want celebrities. They want people that are. But that's also coming from a marketing point of view. I've heard a lot of casting directors that are bigger names um, that work on bigger shows say we'd love to cast all new stuff because we don't want our show to sound like the other show, you know, but what are you going to do when the, when the network or whatever says, no, 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 we got to have DiMaggio, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird scene, you know, but there's so much competition in everything. It's not just VO, you know, the shows are competing against each other to get your, your viewing time is, I mean, look at how much content there is out there. It's insane. It's really funny because not only do you have all this great new stuff coming out, but you also were like, oh, man, I haven't seen. Oh, I love that movie or I love that TV. I want to watch it again. So, you know, you're going back through, you know, what is it? Uh, Breaking Bad for the seventh time or something because you just love it so much. You, you, it, there's, there's competition for everything. It's just like marketing anything, whether you're marketing shoes or a TV show or, or popsicles. It's you're competing for that bandwidth in those consumers. And there is a hell of a lot of competition out there in everything and only so much bandwidth. So it's pretty interesting because everything is getting more niche. Oh, I've pretty much given up on being current. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I'm just, I only have like two or three shows I watch and that's it. I really don't care about anything else anymore. I just, I can't do it. I can't binge watch anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to, binge watch all these shows on day one i'm, I'm tired man i'm so tired it's tough dude it's tough not only that but then you add video games in the mix i i have i, I don't even know 500 700 games across my various systems and I, I i doubt i've played a third of them a fourth of them maybe it just you get it and then you get the oh man i gotta have the uh, what's the new one there that everybody's talking about it's kind of like uh, dark souls or whatever you know what i'm talking about oh elden um, ring Elden Ring. 
everyone's like, oh, you got to play it, you got to play it. I look at it and I go, okay, open world, basically. Well, maybe not an open world, but you know what I mean? This huge, huge game, a steep learning curve, so on and so forth. You're basically, you got to learn the boss's um, moves and, and, and know how to counter and stuff. And I look at it and go, there's no way, dude. I don't have that much time. I can't I can't sit down and devote five hours to it. So it's like, guess it's Mario Kart or Overwatch again, you know, <laughs> and you, then you end up getting addicted to, to Overwatch or something. And, you know, for me, it's Hearthstone. I love Hearthstone because you can play, you know, a, a, um, a match or two and then that's you're out. You know, that's it. I still only manage to do it about once or twice a week, though, because by the time you look up, it's like, oh, man, I'm tired. I don't want to sit behind the computer anymore you know no i totally feel you because i i pretty much like i'm i haven't kept up with any new gaming stuff in like god a year now i'm just i don't like (laughs) i don't care and i'm not in a rush anymore i'm just like okay it's a thing that exists i might play it if the price drops because i don't i'm not i'm not in that position where I want to spend full price on games anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting older and I just don't, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm, I'm fine with this being <laughs> basic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think of myself as a kid going, dude, you have what five or six or however many systems and you never play them. The hell's wrong with you, dude. You've got all these games and because you know, when we were young, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're of a, at least a similar age. Um, it, when we were young it's just the the graphics were all that mattered it was like oh man this 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 game came out the gameplay is terrible you know it, it's it it hardly works it's just terrible it's all this other problems but the graphics were cool you know and then eventually it just got to where all the graphics on everything looked amazing and then the weirdest thing happened it's like all of a sudden like you know 8-bit you know redos and remakes and things you know 8-bit 16-bit 32-bit and and then you're getting games like, you know, I mean, this is an old one, but like Shovel Knight and stuff like that. You know, it's 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 wonderful that that people went backwards and, and enjoy games for gameplay now. And it's 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 really a cool time with that. It just I, I think, OK, I'm not doing it now, but, you know, one day I will have made enough money to not work so hard. And then I'll go back and play the <laughs> 800 games I have, you know, uh, but it's it's it, there, it's it's just amazing how much stuff there is for whatever you do. There's more books than there ever were. There's more movies. There's more music. That, well, maybe not more music. I mean, you have more access to music, I should say, because um, the music industry did take a huge hit from like Napster and the Internet and things like that. It, just people don't people don't make as much new music anymore. There's not as many people trying to make it or I should say um, I read something interesting a while back and it said that in the whatever, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, I wasn't around during most of that, but um, they kids would pick up the guitars and the drum sets and the bass guitars and the pianos and stuff because it was a way that they could be rich and famous. That was kind of the thing. And then somewhere it turned into making apps and video games. And so kids don't buy, like so many guitar centers and things like that have closed and the guitar buying public is just, just plummeted. Now everyone's got a computer and everyone, you know, if they are going to make music, a lot of times it's um, electronic based. It's all in box. You know, they make it in a right out of the box, which is, is really interesting. You know, that the kids are, you know, they may want to be rock stars, but they, you know, they're definitely going where the money is. And I think that's, I thought that was really fascinating. I'm like, oh, so the new rock star is the app programmer or the video game coder or the designer or whatever. And I think that's, I think that's pretty neat because I love technology and I, I think it's really dope. So, and I love video games, whether I get a chance to play them or not, I still love video games. They are by far one of my favorite things to do. I absolutely love doing video games. Isn't it weird that we're living in a time where being a musician, being a comedian, being, well, just, just being those two things isn't, isn't profitable anymore. It just, there's no money in that anymore. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. There's no middle class is what, is what it worked out to be. It's like, you know, there's, there's no, there's no dollar until you get up to the tippy top, then there's money, you know, there's still money at the top, 
you know, you know, the, the, um, the biggest rappers and the, the, the biggest, you know, DJs and the biggest, this, that, and the other, there's money. Um, what is interesting though, is that in just about all businesses and businesses and things with a few exceptions, like maybe in healthcare or something where there's a real shortage and people needed, there's no middle class. And so you either, you have to aim for the absolute top. So that makes the washout rate so abysmal. It's like that in VO too, you know, I mean, you can, uh, VO is better than music or acting or like you said, comedy or something. Um, but it's still tough, you know, to be, to, you, you have to aim for the top, top, if you want to, you know, whatever. And in order to do that, like you said, you have to, excuse me, you have to diversify. You have to have a lot of, a lot of tools in the toolbox. You have to, and you have to be damn good. You really do. You have to have a read. And I, I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, you need this or you need that. Or they, it's like, yeah, okay. But you need to read. You need to be able to cold read in, in whatever vein you're in, whatever, be it anime, be it this, be it that, you need to be able to sit down, have the script put in front of you cold, never see it, and boom, you can hit it first take. And that's that's what real chops are. And too often you hear, I, I have, I actually even heard someone say recently, it said uh, they wanted to be audio audiobook or something. I didn't know the person. This isn't anybody I know. So don't worry, I just overheard it. Uh, if any of my friends are listening, I don't want them to think I'm talking about them, but I overheard it said, um, Oh, I want to be in audiobooks." And the person said, Oh, so you're reading out loud and all that. And they went, what? And they said, Oh, reading out loud. You're practicing. No. Is that something I need to do? Yes. If you're going to be an audiobook narrator, yeah, you need to read out loud. You need to be doing that yesterday. You need to be doing it, you know, bare minimum 30, 30 minutes a day. If not an hour, I mean, because if you get in that booth, they're going to want to they're going to want to book you for I mean, I don't do audiobooks, but I'm assuming at least two hours, if not three or four, you know, video game sessions are four hours. Anime sessions are at least two. So if you don't have those chops, dude, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> I just I, I don't know. It just it really struck me as odd that I overheard that. I It kind of never went away. I just was like, huh, weird. Yeah, it reminds me of um, someone saying, oh, I want to be an anime, and someone was like, okay, do you know how to match the lip flaps? Do you know how to do the timing? Do you know how to, you know, do all those things? No, you better get good then, because uh, you want to be an anime, got to work fast. It can be tough sometimes. Um, I, there's been a couple that I was in where, you know, and they have to, and the poor directors and, and engineers have to be able to ride on the fly too, because even if it can get localized and there's just one flap missing. And so you have to, you know, you have to do it on the fly and change it up. And, you know, there's breaks in the middle of things. You know, I was just doing, I was just doing one yesterday and because it was in a different language, um, they have different breaks in how they speak. And it was very strange to try to do it in English because you wouldn't drag out that word, that particular word. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah, that's that's definitely, you know, its own thing for sure. Like I said, but I mean, you know, an anime actor isn't necessarily going to be good at um, commercial and vice versa. And they're all their own skills and you have to practice. It's just you wouldn't say, oh, this is funny. You'll love this. Um, in my MMA uh Jim uh, back in Nashville, uh, the guy, uh, one of the teachers came up and he, you know, he had heard it, it kind of got around that I was a, a voice actor and he came up and he said, he's like, that's really cool. And, you know, he was really young too. So we can't, you know, I can't judge him too harshly, but this is, this is kind of the mindset that, that people have that don't know anything about what we do, you know? And it's um, that, again, it's easy and that, you know, everyone can do it and this, that, and the other. But he said, um, man, I, I don't want to be a, like a voice actor for a career. I just want to do like one line in Bob's Burgers. And before I could catch myself, I was like, yeah, I just want to pitch one inning in the World Series. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go through college ball or, or you know, AAA or AA or whatever. All the, you know, I just want to pitch one one inning in the World Series. It, it, surely I can pitch one inning because he just didn't realize that 
to get on Bob's Burgers, you have to, the casting directors have to know you. You have to have demonstrated this, that, and the other. It helps. Uh, I mean, if you look at, if you watch Bob's Burgers or something like that and you watch the credits, they're celebrity VOs. They may not be known necessarily by people outside of VO or uh, outside of super fans, but it's Kevin Michael Richardson and Jess Harnell and Chris, you know, all the ones I listed before. It, it's, you know, um, it's, it's it's very rare that you see somebody you know uh that you haven't heard of that are doing something it's you know just to get that single line in bob's burgers you have to it represents such a culmination of skill and dedication and time and auditioning just just a lot you know never mind he was in nashville and there's no way they're gonna you know book out of nashville for that when they have the best in the world in la and but that's that's the thing. That's why you, as you mentioned, there's so many people trying to get into it. That's because that's the kind of idea that's out there. Is oh, you could you're just gonna you know you don't need to be a main character, but you could do a line or two in Bob's Burgers. They just don't realize what that means. No, I uh, I was about to say you know, seeing as it was an, an MMA gym, I, I thought you were gonna say you know I don't want to be uh, uh, an MMA fighter, but I want to win the UFC World Heavyweight Championship. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I just want to be in, you know, in one one match with, I don't know, some one of those dudes or something. I, I, I can never think of any names. I know a few of them, but I can not personally, but I, I know of a few of them. I love it, um, but I never I never really get a chance to watch it because I just don't go to bars anymore. I mean, so I, I moved to L.A. about six months before COVID. So I really haven't even gotten a chance to be in L.A. yet. And, you know, I, since then, I just, I don't really go out to bars as much anymore. I, I kind of switched over to NA beers, non-alcoholic beers. And, you know, the days of swilling, you know, a 12 pack of regular beer are kind of, kind of past now. I don't, I don't get as much out of it. And I feel a lot better when I can wake up and, you know, at a conference or something and be in the gym at, you know, eight in the morning or seven in the morning. It's, it makes me feel better. So I've kind of, I wouldn't say I'm, uh, I, I haven't become California level healthy yet, but uh, <laughs> I am, I am finding that I'm enjoying working out more than being hung over the next day. Now you're, you're probably the first person I've had who said that they enjoy non-alcoholic beer because um... they're good. St. <laughs> Polly's girl, Heineken zero. Those are St. Polly girl. I, I, I can never remember whether there's an S or not. Um, those are both really good. Um, and if you drink it, to taste like, I mean, the thing is that we're all trained now to taste other beers. It used to just be like Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever. But now you go places and every place has their own, you know, their own label or their, you know, they've sourced locally from this brewery or whatever. So you're always tasting different beers and it really helps. And the NA beers got a lot better. I mean, again, I really like St. Polly Girl and whatnot. And the cool thing is, is I didn't stop drinking. Like what I'll do is I'll go one, two, three non-alcoholic beers, one real beer, one Guinness or something that I really enjoy or a glass of wine. And then one, two, three, you know, NA beers, and then maybe, you know, a little bit of bourbon or another beer or something. And then by the time you've done that, it's four hours later and dinner's over or, you know, everybody's going home. So, and, and again, you don't wake up with a hangover. You still have fun. That's so that's I mean, that's how I view it. But No, because I used to drink non, non-alcoholic beer back in like my late 20s. And look, I tried, but it's just it just wasn't good. It, was, it just tasted like nothing. It's gotten better. I mean, you know, again, I don't don't know your exact age, but, you know, if you were in your 20s, it's definitely gotten better. Modern non-alcoholic beer is good. I think Guinness is making one. I, but that's the that's what I heard anyway, and that could be interesting because I do love Guinness. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, it's just it's just weird because because um, I, I because here you know obviously you know you're not allowed to drink here obviously where I am in the world, but so we just have we just have um, not non alcoholic beers or energy drinks. Oh, energy drinks are here are huge, and but I'm just like I'm not. I'm not doing that because I, I don't want to. I don't want a freaking heart attack. <laughs> oh man, I um, I can't do a lot of caffeine. I it just gets me way too wired. And energy drinks, of course, is like, you know, if coffee is is gasoline, then energy drink is napalm. And I I I, I just I can't do a lot of caffeine. It just I get too jittery and uncomfortable. You know, sc- uh, scalp starts crawling. 
No, I, I just nowadays I just stick to water and coffee and that's it. Like, you know, up right on. like one, one or two coffees a day and that's it. Like, I, I just, I just can't, you know, I can't drink anything other than water or coffee because it's just, I don't know. I mean, I used to drink a lot of soda as a kid, but that had permanent effects on my teeth. I mean, my teeth are completely messed up because of it. And I just gave up soda and I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I just don't want to go back to that. Yeah, I you know I gave up soda too. Um, I remember I because of music and because I was always one of these ones that was you know must succeed, must succeed. So I had this invisible demon in my head going forward, forward, must succeed, must succeed. And I was always driving myself to beat my head against the wall. So I was always you know a bit anxious and and had anxiety and whatnot. So um, you know caffeinated. Uh, like colas, I, I was drinking them and then I wouldn't sleep at night and it was hurting my stomach. And so I, I got off those fairly early. And now occasionally you still like to have a flavored drink with something to eat or whatever. So, you know, my wife really likes um, diet ginger ale and I'll catch myself. I'm like, can I have one? And then I have one. And then the next day I'm like, can I have another? And it's, it's, I have to keep getting myself off them. So, but I love water, but you know what I mean? Sometimes just having a little flavored drink is nice. So it's, I, I don't drink colas or caffeinated or anything like that, but an occasional ginger ale is nice. Diet ginger ale. Yeah, th- those are fine. But I, I just feel like if I have like one, one soda now, I'll just, I'll just be addicted to it again. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch, you got to watch that. Um, where they go relapsing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just it's just it's just so annoying because whenever my brother in law would would come over, he would always have you know soda around, and I'm just like, <coughs> damn man, <laughs> I, I wish I could <laughs> you know drink his, drink soda again, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I haven't messed with him in quite some time. It was I guess about four years ago or so. I might have gotten a little into diet coke there for a time, but I, I was able to get off it again. So, I think I think I'm okay at getting off and things i was able to beat smoking i haven't smoked in over 12 years now and uh, you know of course the colas and um uh booze now uh, you know i was i was definitely a beer drinker I, again i was a musician so i was very much a beer drinker and i kind of beat that so yay i'm 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 beating bad habits one at a time <laughs> now if i, I mean, could just quit pizza and tacos <laughs> oh man look I look, there are days where I just say to myself, I just want to eat garbage. And oh, I, told I, my, I told my therapist this and she's like, what do you mean eat garbage? And, and, and I'm like, I just want to eat the most unhealthy thing I can think of. So I just order a pizza and just oh, watch yeah. trash and just oh, be like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, with the good, you know, what helped me with that? I know I'm, I'm still guilty. I'll still do pizza or something. Cause there's a really good pizza place just down the road from me. Of course there's, you know, now I'm in LA, there's a lot of good, everything everywhere. But, um, I, I started cooking more seriously. I've always been able to cook, but I started trying to make things that were a little more, you know, difficult and trying to go for real restaurant quality. And I've gotten really good at like stuffed chicken breast, prosciutto wrap, stuffed chicken breast. And like, I make an amazingly good New York strip and we've got fresh rosemary out in the garden. And so I've, I've gotten kind of trying to up my, my cooking game, nice um, poached salmon and things like that. So, you know, that really helps. So it's like, Oh man, I want a pizza. If I think to myself, well, I can make a pork roast, you know, um, and have that, you know, lean pork roast for like two or three days, or I could make British, you know, British potatoes, you know, the, the really crispy outside, but really nice soft inside. And, um, or, you know, a a chop or, you know, stuffed chicken or salmon or something like that. And, and it's like, you know, a lot of times it'll win out unless I'm a little hungover, unless I've had like drinks, you know, the night before a couple of glasses of wine or something. And then it's like, pizza you know (laughs) so that sugar that sugar spike from the alcohol always makes me make a bad decision almost invariably oh and uh you know you being a voice actor i think i just remembered listening to a an an old interview with jennifer hale and she she she, i remember her saying like you know if you want to be a voice actor you got to be in shape because you know it's it's very demanding um you have to have breath control i mean i don't know about how 
how in shape you have to be. I, I know of great many voice actors, and I think I can take most of them in a foot race. <laughs> Bring it, guys. You, you know I'm right. <laughs> no, it's, um, they all have amazing breath control. This is where the singers all have a, have a one-up on, you know, especially like the operatic singers and stuff that just have incredible diaph- diaphragm control and all that. Um, being able to sing is great. Uh, but, yeah, being in shape helps. Um, especially, you know, on your marathon sessions and when you're, you know, like me, if you're in the studio, you know, seven days a week for, you know, anywhere from six to 12 hours a day, you, you know, on a, on a Sunday, less, you know, more like three, but three or four. Um, but even then, you know, good abs, good, you know, good lower back strength in that just because you're sitting for so long it, it it helps it really does help for sure i mean but then i mean it's kind of a given with everything isn't it i mean if you're in shape everything is better i mean really you know you just you walk better you sit better you rest better and all the rest of it so yeah but, but i'm just i'm just pointing out because i, I know people are probably going to be like oh you're talking about food and all this stuff and all this unhealthy stuff and you're supposed to be a voice actor blah 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 <laughs> Well, I'm not, I'm not the president. I don't have to, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's a level of purity required for being a voice actor is my point. You know, I would like, I was making the joke about a foot race. Um, it, it's, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, sure. If you're in shape, great. You know, but it's, it's again, you, what is it? Um, uh, I can never remember. It's like, uh, causality versus whatever it's they're mistaking the forest for the trees again what's going to make you successful in vo um and yes you need a demo yes you need coaching yes you need a a treated space and a great mic and all this sort of thing you want you want the best of all of that stuff that you can do but if you don't have a read then you you don't have anything You, you you you're not meant to be a voice actor if you can't read then you you don't have it you know and uh, they call it different things, you know, a natural delivery, authentic, real, conversational, this, that, and the other, approachable, friendly. All of that is is basically just boils down to what I just call the read. You have to have a read and all, you can have all the rest of it and you might even work. But if you're not, you know, getting getting up there and really getting somewhere and really, you know, providing for your family and, and making whatever, you you've got to be good at it. You know, I mean, again, you can have the best shoes, the best outfit, you know, you can be as tall as whatever. And if you play in the NBA, you're not going to be as good as this other person that has the skills. You know, you can be tall, you can have great shoes, but if you don't have the skill, that person is going to be better than you and they're going to get more work. So, I mean, that's, that's just, uh, I wish I could remember what it's causation versus whatever it is. Like, I can never remember the, the two the two things there but anyway yeah it's just um i mean again having all the best of the the other things are good you need to coach you need to because that'll help you with your skill but you also need that time in the trenches and practicing and auditioning time and and all that but if if you have not developed a read that's what you got to focus on you got to get good at that you have to be able to deliver anything at any time at the drop of a hat cold you know and that's, I mean, that's the name of the game, as they say, in my very humble opinion. And do you watch your own stuff or you can't, are you just, are you, or can you not stand listening to yourself? Oh, dude, I know. I, I can't stand listening to myself sing, which is funny because I was a singer for so long. Um, I, I mean, there, there were a couple of exceptions. I had a couple of songs I dug, but um, I love some of my characters. Absolutely. They're so much fun. Like Scissor 7. I love Daibo. He's, I've got a little Daibo figurine in front of me right now. Um, they sent it, uh, Billy Billy sent it to me. And um, I love it. It's, it's so much fun. Chivalry too. Oh my God. It's so much fun listening to me scream and get killed and have my head chopped off and talk trash to other people as they cut my limbs off. It's, it's hilarious. It, it really is fun. But I'm a kid that way. I, like, I loved video games. If you could have told me as a kid, dude, you're going to be talking. Well, number one, it's like, wow, they're going to have like all that dialogue in a game. It's like, yeah, you know, the PS one is just the beginning kid. (laughs) You know what I mean? So yeah, it's absolutely a a hoot. And I mean, I love, I love hearing it. Um, 
I, I will sometimes judge myself. If it's like, Oh, I wish they'd use the second take instead of that take. But for the most part, it's just, it's such a gift to me. It's just such a, a highlight. I get, I get stoked every time I hear it. I'm just, you know, and it, and it's really just a, just a kid kind of response. It's just, I just grin and get, I, I blush and I get excited and, and I'm like, oh, it's me. It, it, it never really gets old. It, it's, it's super fun. I love it. Even when you're only around for like an episode or two. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, you know, I mean, other than like scissor seven and video games where I'm maybe the main bad guy or the playable character or something like that um, for anime and stuff. Yeah. I'm usually only in one episode, maybe a couple. I do, I do dubbing of live action stuff too. So, you know, when I hear myself in that, it's like, ah, look, there, there's, there's me. And my, my wife and my parents on the live action stuff is really funny. Um, Cause it'll be someone who looks obviously nothing like me. And they're like, this is weird. There's a guy there, but that's not you, but it's your voice coming out of him. And I, I get a kick out of it. Cause it, it feels like I'm doing like a ventriloquist or something. It's, I find it, I find it highly amusing, especially if they look way, 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 nothing like me. Then it's, then it's really fun. You know, that's, that's, that's a hoot like a really old man or something. I, I get a, I get a big kick out of that. <laughs> like this old prospector that <laughs> he speaks and it's your voice. Yeah. 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 Well, that that's the one, that's the one all the youngins really love is uh, my brawl star character dynamite. They, I would, I still even now get, you know, little emails all the time saying, you know, can you cuss out my friend and dynamite's voice? And I'm like, I don't own that IP. So no, I can't. And I don't know why I would cuss out your friend anyway. You know, that's not exactly, I don't think that's in the spirit of dynamite. <laughs> now that's weird. Like, I don't know why people always say, you know, can you say this? Can you say this in an inappropriate thing in this character's voice? And it's like, yeah, they can, if they want to lose their jobs. <laughs> Well, I'm not a prude. Don't, don't get me wrong. On my own time, I love making, you know, Yoda say, you know, totally whacked stuff. It's way fun, but you know, I'm not going to do it to, for a total stranger for money or, or, you know, whatever. I, this one kid wanted me to cuss out his, his friend's mother and he had it in Spanish. He thought I didn't, I, I, I know enough Spanish uh, that I can get by. Um, and he wanted me to, as dynamite in Spanish, cuss out his friend's mother. He thought it was going to be really funny and that I didn't know what he was saying. It was raw too. I was like, dude, man, you know, what, what's, what's up with you kids? I mean, that's, that's, that's hardcore, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Back in my day, you know, we used to, if we didn't like someone, we would just not say anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it said he didn't like him. It was his friend, but he was just like, yeah, I want you to tell my, you know, tell my, it's my friend. And I want you to say this about his mother. And it was just like, whoa, dude, that's really blue. Holy cow. That's, that's some hardcore stuff there, buddy. You know, and uh, absolutely not, you know, but uh, you, you go ahead, you little crazy person. That's, that's, you know, easy, easy there. No, but I mean, like if, if uh, they want you to say something, uh, as a character that you already played, you're going to get in trouble because that I, that IP creator is going to be like, "Oh, what, what did you? What are you doing with our IP? With our IP? You know?" Yeah, I mean, there there are definitely um, interestingly with Brawl Stars, they're 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 a little more laid back with that. Like, um, there's another character, uh, Bill Russell, who plays Bull, um, and he and I. We're both from Nashville and um, he's, he's a friend and we would kind of snipe at each other back and forth, you know, um, all good natured, all very G rated and stuff. It was never, you know, but I had the great idea. Um, yes. I'm patting myself on the back. This is, this is really funny. I still think this is really funny. Um, I had the idea of this having a rap battle between them. Like they, the two characters had a rap beef and I thought that was hilarious. I was just like, okay, Let's have them have a rap beef. And they, you know, so he, he did this rap beef with me. He did this rap and then he didn't know that I came from the music world and that I was a drummer and all this other stuff. So I came off the top, right? It was like, he hit me with a water gun. I hit him with a tsunami. It was, it, I mean, it, like I had my, my engineer friend help me mix it and put in sound effects. It was great. You can go hear it on, on YouTube. It's really, really funny. Um, but it's called bombing on bull. Uh, because it's his character's bull 
And, um, it, and I just, I just, you know, total diss track Eminem style, you know, it, it was, it was way fun. And I was listening to like Eminem and, and um, um, Machine Gun Kelly, their little rap beef that they had there. And then there was um, of course, Ice Cube, uh, no Vaseline and stuff like that. So like, I listened to, you know, cause I, I like rap anyway, just again, as a drummer and, and coming up, you know, in that time, I, I like hip hop and rap and, um, and, uh, so I was listening to that and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to come off the top rope and people loved it. It was way fun. It's, it's just, a, it's, it's very, very fun. And it, we, the idea of two cartoon characters or two video game characters having a rap beef was just hilarious to me. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's, you know, you're not laughing. So maybe it's not that funny, but I thought it was hilarious. So, you know, it's like, I, I wait for somebody to challenge me in a video game or something to a rap beef or something. It's just like, Oh yeah, let's do it. That's, that's way fun. You know, maybe because I'm not familiar with the game. So I don't, you know, I, oh, I, yeah, have, and, no, I have no opinion well, either way, honestly. I don't know. It's kind of like if Bender gotten a, you know, John DiMaggio gotten a rap beef as Bender with, I don't know, some, somebody on Family Guy or something. It just, it just seems funny to me. I, I love that idea of, of them having a, an outside life where they're like, you know, beefing with this other cartoon show or something. It's, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is fun to do those types of requests. But again, it's like, you know, you got to be careful about, you know, not getting in trouble. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would never, you know, again, you know, Brawl Stars is cool because they want content of, you know, the voice actors doing stuff. They didn't embrace it at first, but then they, they, you know, when there was kind of a, the fans kind of said, Hey, who are the voices? Why is there not an IMDB page for this? And then all of a sudden the, the, um, the, the fans just really adopted the, uh, the voice actors and, that was really cool. And it's, it's nice, you know, cause I still, like I said, I'll get a email or whatever a few times a week or, you know, once a week, even, you know, and thinner times and sometimes it's more and they're just, you know, they just love the character and it's way fun. I mean, I, I think that's great. I love that people enjoy what I do and it makes them laugh, you know, cause that's really what I love to do is make people laugh. It's, 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 it's great. I really, I really enjoy that. No, I mean, a real talk, dude. I kind of wish I was as witty as you when it came to when it came to writing emails. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like uh, your emails. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> I, I, I try to be, I try, I, I mean, I don't even know if I try to be, it's just, I just love you know, the idea of making folks laugh. And even in a commercial, like, um, now, uh, now uh, VO's, you know, judicious use of this now don't don't get in there and be obnoxious but even if you're in a commercial you know session it's okay to smile and maybe laugh and and say something now again in good taste and you know remember your audience you're in a business professional setting so don't start telling you know raunchy barroom jokes or something but you know you can have a little fun um when like my my go-to that i always do is um you know, we finish it. And when I know they're happy with it and they're like, you know, we've got it, Jace. I don't think there's anything else. And I'm like, okay, let's do it Scottish this time. And then I'll break into doing it Scottish or, you know, I'll say, let's do it like a Muppet. And then I'll start reading, you know, um, you know, just something I don't, I don't want to seem like, you know, whatever, but if you're reading like medical narration, it's very, it's very highly amusing to, to do it in a, you know, I kind of in a, yeah, a Muppet kind of voice, you know? Yay. You know, that, that kind of thing is, is, is just, it always gets a laugh and it kind of breaks the ice, you know, and people, they remember you and they're, they're like, Oh, that Jace guy's really fun. He, you know, not only did he knock it out in the first take or the second take or whatever, and we got the, you know, we had an hour plan, but we got it done in, you know, seven or 10 minutes, but he was funny and he made a smile and he, you know, put us at ease and, you know, anything that you can exude that confidence of, Hey guys, I got you you know, we're going to get this done for you, then it's, it's always good. It's, it's a good thing. And if you can have a little smile or, a, you know, a little laugh and make people happy while you're doing it, you know, more happy then then, you know, do it, take that time. But again, don't be obnoxious <laughs> for the love of God, theater kids don't go in and do a soliloquy, please. <laughs> No, I, I love that type of stuff because I remember watching a stream of like, I think it was Mario maker two. 
and it was just mm-hmm. after the update, and the guy started reading out the update notes in Werner Herzog's voice, and it was oh, like that's the, fun, the funniest thing ever. Oh man, well Werner Herzog did um, Boondocks. And he narrated like he was doing a documentary in it was a documentary. It was the show in the show. And it was fabulous because listening to him read the kind of stuff that he did was, you know, it was it was nuts because he was talking about, you know, the Boondocks characters and he was interviewing them. And it was it was amazing. Um, And Aaron Magruder, the writer, uh, creator of Boondocks, um, that dude is like razor sharp he's like his stuff is lethal and he's he just created such vibrant characters and of course you had um oh no i can't remember her name uh she did the the two main characters uh, oh boy uh regina Hall? She, yes 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 from Watchmen and, and of course jerry Maguire and all that yeah she is freaking amazing dude and she made two characters and their voices are fairly close together as far as in timbre and tone and stuff, but she made them so uniquely different. You never once think it's, it's either her or the same person doing the voice because you're just getting grossed. They, they, they had such good casting in that. I mean, they were all celebrities, but you know, they were, they were perfect for the roles. I have watched the boondocks. I don't know, six times through. I love it. It's so good. You know, it's just so funny in so many ways. And again, the writing is, is amazing and the animation is incredible. And, and the characters are just so good. The performances are amazing. I love that. But yeah, anyway, Werner Herzog was, Herzog was, uh, uh, he did a, an entire episode and it, they got him to do it. And it was really hilarious listening to him, you know, talk about like hip hop jargon and, you know, just some of the, some of the things he said were, were, were very funny and, yeah, I, I love that kind of what the absurdist basically is what it would be absurdist humor of of uh, of a Muppet reading something very serious or a, a loud Scottish dwarf, you know, screaming about, you know, iced tea or something. It's it's so much fun. I mean, I made a whole I made a whole web series about it for crying out loud on uh, YouTube. I don't know if you've saw any of those, but I did um, miscast. It was called miscast. And it was basically if you had a commercial read but you had it read by you, you hired the absolute worst VO you could get to do it. And, you know, and they're also all prima donnas. Like they just, they, they miff the lines and they, they talk to the, you know, they, they don't finish the commercial and they read wrong stuff and they give their opinion on the product. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was very funny and I made it for my fellow VOs, you know, because I thought they would get a big kick out of it. it just, you know, characters. And I did because it was on camera. I'm rather shy, believe it or not. Um, as far as me personally, um, not behind the mic, I'm always fine. You know, I'm 100% confident like that, but in person, and I don't really like, as you said, do, do, you know, do I not like my voice? I don't really like seeing myself on camera. So I went full makeup and it got pretty ridiculous after a while, like full prosthetics and stuff. I'd be six hours in the makeup chair. It was, it was crazy. We really, we really did a lot, went over and above and beyond on that, on that uh, little web series there. Now you say that I'm kind of wondering if your if your profile picture is even you, if that's even. <laughs> no, no, that, 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 that's me. That was a, that was music um, promo shots that we did. So, yeah. Um, I just looked at the time and I just realized I got to get going. So um, before we wrap this up, uh, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on if you can, or, um, where, and where can people find you online? Uh, there's more video games coming. Uh, I can't talk about them. Uh, there's more, you know, like dubbing and anime and stuff, but I can't talk about that either. Um, and as far as the rest of it, it's just me doing like I was saying and suggesting you guys do, which is, um, you know, um, working daily and doing commercial and non-commercial narration and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, e-learning and I was just doing medical before I got on with you. I was doing uh, finishing up a, a module that I had to do. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, diversify practice, get good. Remember the read, you know, listen to yourself. Is it good? Do you enjoy listening to it? Is it, do you feel like it's real? Do you sound conversational to you? You know, be, be your own producer. Listen, listen to yourself and practice. Um, as far as that goes and where they can find me, 
um, Jace Patrick, J-A-S Patrick. Um, YouTube has all those videos I was talking about. If you want to check out the miscast characters, there's there's a crazy puppet. There's a miner. There's a rock star that sounds kind of like um, Keith Richards. And then there's a rock star that sounds like, you know, hair metal and complete with the full wig and lipstick and all just completely hair metal stuff all the all the costuming is top-notch stuff and if you like improv comedy you know again the the concept is that um they're reading commercials and they're just making a a hash of it they're making a mess of it so um that's pretty funny i think anyway (laughs) otherwise i wouldn't have made it but um there's i don't know i think there's like 20 something characters different characters and that's called miscast and you can find that on my youtube page uh, hit me up on Twitter. Just, uh, I think it's that Jace Patrick. Uh, if you just search my name, you'll find me J A S Patrick. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm online, say hi, you know, follow me and, you know, let me know what you're doing and, you know, good luck with it. And all you voice actors out there, you know, keep, keep going after it, you know, do, do the right things, get the coach, you know, learn your craft, get the best mic you can get. Don't, don't try to get the, the, the lowest mic you can get, you know, don't, don't ask the questions. How cheaply can I do this? Say what's the best I can do for the money and re- you know, and, and really know that you're going to have to um, invest in yourself and think of it that way. You're investing in yourself because if you'd rather work for yourself and, you know, maybe you only make 30, but if that's all you're making now anyway, you know, then why not do it for yourself and have the ability to, you know, because there's no ceiling in what you do. And there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to have a good year, a good month, and a bad year, and a bad month, and a bad week, and whatever. Or maybe not bad, but not as good. And just, just you know, keep keep going. It's a roller coaster. You got to go with the swings. Yeah, just just, just keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> that's the that's the mantra. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, thanks so much for taking the time off to do this. And if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Dude, it was way fun. Yeah, anytime. Just let me know. I enjoyed talking with you, and uh, it was fun talking about. And a beer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Be well, sir.